Hi everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's On at Disney Plus podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking about what's going on with Marvel. You know, there's a lot of stuff moving around and stuff. What's the future of the Disney Plus series, special presentations, movies. We're going to be talking about the release schedules. We'll also be talking about, um, kind of going to continue on with this whole story of what's going on with um, titles being moved around the world, a kind of an update on what we know. A couple of trailers, and we'll also be talking about some of the big new releases of the week. Um, obviously, She-Hulk, Attorney Law, Andor. I'm Rosalind and Big Shot and some other bits and pieces. But if you haven't already done the show, make sure you check us out over at whatsondisneyplus.com, bookmark, favorite, etc. You can join our newsletter. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, whichever way you want to try and keep up with all the news from Disney Plus. And obviously, you can find us right here on uh, YouTube. Um, so, yeah, let's jump into it. So, um, let's talk really with like Marvel because Marvel has really kind of had a bit of a weird week because they announced. At the beginning of the week, a massive rejiggle of their schedule. So they Blade got delayed a year. So that one got pushed back. Um, we then had um, we had uh, what was it we had uh, Deadpool three got then pushed back into um, November the eighth, which then was supposed to be Fantastic Four. That's then pushed forward into February for uh, for the uh, Valentine's Day, and then also. Uh, Secret Wars has been pushed back about eight months or so. Um, so basically, it kind of it was a, a domino effect where it comes into. Um, on one hand, it was like, oh, cool, it's not good. All this stuff shifting around. How is it going to affect the Disney Plus series? And there was that little part of me that was like, is this for the best? Is it better that like Disney lose a movie or shift back a movie and kind of get a little bit more time to work on stuff? Because there's been a lot of criticism, and I'm going to be one to say it as well. They've released a little bit too much in the last couple of years. And this, I mean, just looking here at the at the release schedule. So just I'm not gonna give dates, but just 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 as we know. So at the minute we have got um Guardians of the Galaxy, uh holiday special. We've got Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, we've got What If Season 2, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, uh, Secret Invasion, Gal Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Echo, The Marvels, Loki Season 2, X-Men 97, Ironheart, Agatha Coven of Chaos, we've got Daredevil Born Again, we've got Captain America New World Order, Thunderbolts, Spider-Man Freshman Year, Blade, Marvel Zombies, Deadpool 3, we've also got Fantastic Four, um, um, we've got Avengers, The Kang Dynasty, uh, Avengers Secret War, there's also some untitled projects on the list, plus there's other projects that have been floating around for a while, and that's just for the next, like, Four years <laughs> it's a lot it's a lot and importantly we've had a lot recently although that's not really marvel's fault it was a lot of um projects that got delayed because of covid all coming out in a relatively short period of time so it's definitely felt like it's fifth stack i haven't felt like it's overwhelmingly so but i've also enjoyed just about every single project that's come out uh and if if you're not enjoying some of the projects or like, you know, She-Hulk maybe didn't hit or Miss Marvel didn't hit with certain people, then it's like, oh, you know, spread it out a little bit. Let let them breathe a bit more. Hmm. I, I've been happy with the release schedule, but I understand why a lot of people aren't. I think I think the trouble is for me is that the, the excitement over a new Marvel, when that Marvel logo comes up, is been doesn't hit as much as it used to. You know, you used to get goosebumps when that used to come up when you were watching a movie because it might be three to six months till it hits again now it's like every week it's less impact um i do feel like werewolf by night was a little bit like that kind of got fudged in with the rest of it and it kind of got lost i mean it was you know got a lot of attention for a week or two and then you know gone off again and because it's got lost behind she-hulk and then we were literally got like two three weeks and then we're going to be into wakanda i'm actually looking forward to having a bit of a break um, for a while, I think that's not a bad thing. I mean, we've still got a few titles coming up pretty soon, but I do wonder if um, we are going to start seeing a little bit of a slowdown. Um, we've already seen it with the current schedule of series. We've got like five series, just like live action, set for next year. And I think that's a lot. I could easily see Agatha being pushed back into 2024, and then I'm looking at like 2024. I'm like, well, if we're just getting maybe Daredevil because that's going to be essentially three seasons worth of episodes of 18 episodes um and agatha would that be enough for 2024 I, I think that might be enough if you spread it out enough it might be enough but also with it being two years out or a year and a half out i i suspect more things will be announced between now and then anyway so that 
that two series is probably going to turn into a few more series as well. Well, the only other side thing is that is whether or not what are Marvel going to do with this new special presentation format that they've got. So we've got Werewolf by Night was just under an hour. There's been a lot of rumors about Nova, the Nova project, but maybe possibly becoming um, a a special. And um, could we see some of the other ones? Um, I think there's uh, was one of the Wakandan um, woman. They were going to get a, a Koyo. I think she was going to get a see it. Could she get that get turned into a special? Could they turn some of those specials into, um, or some of those series into specials because they did. You know, because there's a whole other side of things I want to get into in a minute, but the specials might give them a way of toning it down a little bit, doing a little bit less, but being able to tell shorter stories, cheaper stories, um, without having the full impact of the, the cinema costs. Right, because a lot of these characters don't need or wouldn't warrant a full movie and definitely wouldn't warrant like a, a six or eight episode series. You Sure, it worked for Noon Night, but that was largely because you had Oscar Isaac in the role and you know, people were drawn in and, uh, you know, they, you're able to show why this is worth it, even though you've never heard of that character. But characters like Nova or, or uh, small time characters who don't really have much of a, a big comics following, even within the comics universe, just like, yeah, give them a 45 minute introduction. If it works, then you can expand on it. And if it doesn't work, maybe you can throw them into like a new warriors project or or you know, well, secret also, warriors, something like that. Well, also, I mean, they could expand on the the monsters a little bit more mm -hmm. and do a little bit more with that one. You know, maybe like Miss, Mar maybe like Miss Marvel. Uh, Miss Marvel special might be a good way of just you know, okay, we can't do a full movie, but we want to carry on with the character and keep extending it. That's one way of doing it. Now, the reason I bring up the reason of why they might want to start slowing down on the series is not necessarily just because of. Marvel being stretched too thin, the FX, cust uh, I would say consumer burnout could could be a could be a factor. The other big issue I feel like is from twenty twenty four, if Disney is able to sort out what it's doing with Hulu and merge everything in together, you know, end up with Disney Plus kind of looking a little bit like it does internationally, where we're getting multiple shows and multiple specials a year, uh, or oh, sorry, multiple shows a week. You know, we're getting stuff every day of the week, big shows. We're getting the FX shows, the ABC stuff. Disney, does Disney Plus need to be spending hundreds of millions of dollars on a big sci-fi show like Star Wars or Marvel when it can put on a comedy or a, like a Grey's Anatomy or something like that that are much cheaper and they can start toning it down a little bit because they don't need as much. I mean, we talked last week about how many shows we were watching. It was just like, do they need to? One of, you know, they don't need these big movies series every week if they've got if they've got. 10 to 15 other shows dropping, do they don't might not need it as much? It depends on what ends up bringing in the most audience, right? Mm -hmm. So let's group 10 of those shows together. Does that audience equal what they bring in by having Andor running at the same time? Because Andor generates buzz, right? Yeah. It, it ends up on social media and Reddit and all these things, and people are talking about it and discussing it. Whereas out of the 10 shows that are dropping, how many of them end up trending how many of them end up you know uh, get talked about at the water cooler now that people are back in the office things like that and they've got to do kind of a cost analysis and a, a publicity analysis on it what generates them uh, the most return on the money and i don't know the answer to that i'm not no. saying i know what the answer to that is but that will be probably a pretty big yeah. focus of what they're looking at in the next couple of years See yeah, see, I definitely think we're going to still get big series. I think I don't of think course. we're going to go. I think we're still going to get the big series, but I do feel like they can probably they aren't going to need as many of them. And I think these the special presentations might be a way of giving us stuff, but slowing down the, the budget and then also just spending less, giving the creators because I think it's a little bit over the. Hook. So I just want to give an example. So like this week alone here in the UK, so we had um uh, we had like and in, on Hulu, you know, we had uh, was it Grim Cutty on Monday? We had a brand new hot, hot, um, horror film. Um, we had Dancing with the Stars. We had new episodes of Welcome to Wrexham. We had a brand new series of Bleach, um, the new anime from Japan. We also had Mighty Ducks. We had Andor. We had She-Hulk. We also had some Korean dramas as well. Um, here in the UK, we had like Candy Drop. Um, we had a new episode of The Old Man. In some countries, like Australia and Canada, they're getting new episodes of The Simpsons, American Dad. We're getting... 
you know, all we're getting the Kardashians, the D'Amelio show, we're getting, you know, we've been getting stuff all, and it's that thing of like, when Disney is like unified in the US, it kind of feels like they don't, they might not need as much Marvel content. And they've probably seen the data from the last two years, two, three years of the Star Wars and the Marvel shows, because it definitely feels like there's less buzz around Andor than there was the Mandalorian. I mean, I know just, just by like Google Trends and our Facebook group and what are, you know, there's a lot less buzz around that series. Um, there's a lot less buzz around She-Hulk than there was about shows. Obviously, COVID had an impact, but they aren't hitting as hard as they were um, a year ago. And that's certainly something that they'll keep in mind because you know, at the end of the day, everything comes down to what will make them money. And if mm. they're spending a lot on a show and it's not bringing people in, then they're not going to spend the money on that in the future. But I've got to, I've got to think that like something like Big Shot or The Mighty Ducks has got to be probably cheaper to make the whole series than maybe one or two episodes of Andor or, or She-Hulk. Yeah, no, uh, Big Shot, the almost their entire expense is probably playing for uh, uh, Statham's uh, yeah. contract. The, the rest is fairly straightforward. You can get a high school set uh, or set of uh, mm. places to shoot for extremely yeah. cheap and especially in la and yeah i can't see them spending an incredible amount of money on that one yeah it just it just it's just like you look when i was looking at this release schedule and going okay and then you're looking at the other things going it's looking a little bit like much less now we know in 2024 you know they're gonna they're not announced everything yet but then you kind of think well with daredevil being 18 in episodes it really just like takes a was basically half the year block and takes it out and you're like well they're not gonna and like, so I've heard people, well, they can release like two, three episodes a week. Well, then they would just do longer episodes. Well, <laughs> really, I mean, that, yeah, that's certainly what I said. It's like, if you're releasing two episodes a week, then you're really just episode, releasing one episode with a built-in right. yeah. you know, break in the middle of it. But at the same time, you, you look at like the release schedule for Welcome to Rexham and they're doing like, we'll drop one this week. We drop three the next week. We drop two this week. I'm like, what is going on with this. Yeah, they wouldn't do the same thing with Daredevil. It's going to be consistent, but but yes, yeah. it'll also be a sorry. It'll also be a question of how long the episodes are. Uh, at eighteen episodes, we can probably expect they'll be on the shorter side, meaning 20, 30 minute kind of blocks. But it it doesn't mean that they are. We could be looking mm -hmm. at an hour long episode every single week for yeah. for three four months. Yeah, I always I always tend to feel like you know like the forty to forty five minute is kind of the natural, um, like that's the you know you get the the odd show. I think like I'm watching the old man now, and they're like good sixty plus minute episodes, but generally I kind of feel like they keep to the ad. You know they want to get that ad stuff coming in, but I I just feel like now with the talk of the the, the some of the series maybe turning into presentations, we've seen like with Armor Wars now becoming instead of a series, that's now a movie. Um, whether or not they have realized that actually we can't sustain this, you know, what's going on behind this, you know, Kevin's, Kevin's working very hard in that, um, in the, in that HQ, you know, it, you know, without, with the algorithm and, you know, the algorithm might be changing. Well, it's changed in the past and it will certainly mm -hmm. change again in the future. I mean, we've talked plenty about how, uh, in the post Avengers world. So the first Avengers movie, mm -hmm. you know, the first two movies after that were highly, uh, just following the the strategy of the originals, those were Iron Man three and Thor: Dark World, and then it wasn't until uh, Captain America: um, Winter Soldier showed up and was like, "No, we can do a different kind of story." And audiences started to react to that, and Guardians of the Galaxy, and so on. Mm. And now, again, people have kind of figured out what the formula is, and they want something a little bit different. And we're starting to see things. A little bit different, but we're in the transition phase. We haven't yeah. had that Winter Soldier movie yet that no. where people go, "Oh, Marvel is fresh again," and they, they yeah, it's it. it's it's going to be interesting to see how all this comes together. I mean, I do feel like having the Marvel and the Star Wars shows together over the summer and now that the crossover hasn't helped. I think they 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 probably need to avoid doing that because um, I feel like and I do and I do feel like Lord of the Rings and House of the Dragon have having lots of big fantasy i know you can, you can watch all of them but it, there's only so much internet discourse and that's what drives it and you can it's going to be interesting when we start seeing the andor figures coming in but she hulk certainly the viewing figures for that are are much lower than pre than better than miss marvel but nowhere near what where we saw with those other series 
Yeah, but it's also clear they weren't really targeting those as well. And they've been very upfront about that. She-Hulk is not on the same level as Loki or mm -hmm. uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and it's not trying to be. But mm -hmm. the question, of course, is do the figures meet where they expected them to be? Do they exceed them? Or are they under them? And that will determine going forward how they approach mm -hmm. things. But yeah, it, it, yeah. It, def it definitely feels like we're at a point now where you can start seeing of, you know, things are shifting, things are moving, and, you know, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I think, you know, we've gone past the Disney Plus launch phase now, and obviously we had the COVID and the production thing, and it's like, you know, we've got Willow coming up, we've got Santa Claus, we've got um, it, uh, the Mysterious Benedict Society, National Treasure, like, to keep us going after, you know, and Andor doesn't finish for at least another six weeks yet. we still got another, <laughs> that doesn't finish for a while. So, yeah, so there's a lot of stuff to be going on, but I do want, I definitely would love to know what you all think of this. You know, do you think Marvel are going to slow down a little bit? I'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments below. Right, let's now talk on to something else that's been going on. Um, last week we talked on a lot of movies and series being removed from Disney Plus around the world. Many of them were like cancelled TV shows or less than the, the continuation of the removals has been carrying on this week. I think Singapore had a mass cull. Uh, also down in um, Latin America, both Star Plus and Disney Plus have been having culls. Um, we lost a load of Spanish or Latino uh, originals as well. They've gone. Um, US has been and like a whole host of like freeform movies have gone from uh, the US and Canada. There's just a lot of removals going on all over the place. Something, you know, Normally, you'd be like the first of the month, oh, there's going to be a movie or two, or the odd National Geographic stuff. Goes. But we're talking random, like, why on a random, why on a Saturday morning would these movies go? <laughs> you know what I mean? um, so we've seen a lot more removals, lots of like speculation online of what's going on. I think a lot of this, to me, more of it is looking like cost cutting, where they, I, I don't know whether or not they've just, they've got a spreadsheet and they've gone, All right, what's the lowest performing shows and the movies? What are getting the least amount of views? We're going to take them off and save some money because nobody's watching them. Because if it was a glitch, we'd be seeing like big titles removing, and it's not. These are being like you know just cut away like little bits and pieces. Sometimes it could be. I think like Titanic has been removed. I think that's probably due to a re-release or something going on there. But these removals do keep happening, and I want to just bring attention to it because Disney aren't telling you about it, and that's the key thing here. I do think Disney need to um, be um, more. Up front with removals, um, other streamers do it. Just put a little note in there, or a little note on the press release that you know certain titles are going to be released, or maybe even just explain what's going on. There's been some speculation um, that maybe they're getting ready to like merge some of the platforms together, and they're doing some cleaning up or some sorting out. But again, it's all speculation. It could be money, it could be. I think it could be a combination of things. It could be. Yeah six or seven different problems but they've all come at once and it's just but yeah it's it's, it's just just it's just they're not taking away i mean i will say this way they're not most of the time they're not taking away anything like massively popular it's all the stuff that's less popular there's been some good shit series that have been removed like in canada they lost like prison break and so there is the odd little thing that's good but it's just a bit worrying what's going on yeah and it boils down to communication and um, as you're saying we've been saying this since the beginning since before disney plus even launched is disney communicate with us let us know most people i think will be understanding if you just come out and say we're removing these titles um they weren't getting watched enough or the licenses are running out on them or or whatever I'm sure people won't be happy because every show has at least a few followers somebody who yeah. really loves that show but yeah, you know, at least if you come out and say it, then it doesn't feel underhanded or yeah. I mean, back. and that's that's really the problem. Yeah, I think having obviously there's that thing. I think if just in general, just a little bit more transparency with what is being removed. I don't necessarily think why, because I mean, all of the streaming services remove stuff. There's nothing wrong with that, and I think. I think people do need to maybe expect the fact of you know we're three years into Disney Plus now. It's not a it's not a museum. It's not a vote. It's a constantly changing thing, and costs. You know they're now in a point now where they're no longer chasing subs. They're now about trying to make profit, and it's like and I would the only way I can explain this really is like you've got a shop and you've got twenty items that you've released this year, and ten of them are just sat there on the shelves, and you've got stockpiles of them, and you try and reduce them, and they still don't go. And he's still longer. Eventually, at some point, they have to come off the shelf because they're just taking up space. And I feel like some of those shows and movies, 
they take up server space, which arguably you could say is not um, a massive cost, but we don't know what it is. But also um, bandwidth, also um, residuals are the, I think the main thing of paying people that made them and created them, you know, for them to be there. And if they're not being watched, are they profitable? And I feel we've got to look at it a little bit more like that rather than it being a a museum where every, the vault is, you know, and we just assume that they're just going to keep adding and adding and adding. And it's like, well, yeah, no, that isn't being what. I almost view it like a, a like a mobile library that goes around. It doesn't. It only has the best. It has all the Harry Potters and it has all the, you know, Shakespeare and it has you know the Where's Wally and stuff. But it doesn't have every every single book um, that's ever been written on it. Right, and uh, at least in America, you've got to go to the National Archives if you want to find every single book. There's a chance that yours just won't be in your local library, especially if it's obscure. Um, the, the difference being, of course, at a library, the books are physical and you have yeah. to account for physical space, whereas these are digital. And uh, while it's not free to store something digitally, uh, especially if it's not being accessed, there normally is not too much of a cost associated with storage, which makes me think this yeah. is residuals more than uh, well, storage issues. Well, that's it. I mean, if every single time a book got lent out and you had to pay 10 pence to the writer, um, libraries wouldn't have as many books as they would have because they wouldn't be making enough of it, you know. And it's, and ultimately, yeah, there is this kind of weird thing right now. If there's something going on, that this could be a, um, you know, is it to do with the ad tier? Is it to do with the, um, are they going to sort out because they've got like so many different versions of the app internationally of Hotstar, the, the, uh, Star Plus, you know, are they doing something there? I hope so. But there's a lot, I think there's more than one issue going on here. But again, just, just be aware that, you know, Disney are taking away some of the lesser known stuff. So um, just, I know in, I mean, some countries are just, you know, we're losing like sometimes five to 10 things a day. And it's just very weird. And again, just tell us what's going on, Disney. I, yeah, We don't need an in-depth detailed report. We don't need a, you know, a breakdown of, Yes, well, this is costing us 20 cents per <laughs> per minute versus bringing in only, we don't need that. We just need, yeah. these are the titles going away. We're sorry about it, uh, but it's just not financially <laughs> feasible for us to keep them. Most people will understand. Sure, you will yeah. get some people going, no, this isn't, everything should be everywhere. This should be digitally hoarding. Uh, every single item you have ever touched and ever created should be on here. But most people will be reasonable about it. And also, I mean, they could just randomly turn up. They could re, re be re-added at any given time. The only thing that does get me with this of like, if they are removing this kind of stuff and removing stuff that's less popular and unknown, the chances of them adding in more library content of stuff that's less known, less, you know, that, that might not be known by people, that might not be watched, suddenly drops down a little bit because some random series from 1982 that um, somebody wants to see well, if Disney now go, well, we don't think this is financially worth the cost of restoring it, the residuals, all the rest of it, we're not going to put it on there because it's just going to cost us money. And I, I, or some random movie from like 1952 or something like that, I feel like the lesser popular stuff is not going to be there. And, you know, we've, you know, we were just at Disneyland. When you're walking around there, there isn't, you know, you don't see the characters from everything. You only see the top stuff, the breeder stuff that people, you know, you're not seeing um, random cartoon characters like the gummy bears and stuff anymore. You know, you, you, you're seeing the stuff that they want out there now. I mean, they will bring them out for special occasions, uh, yeah. you know, every once in a while. Uh, I know back when I did like one of the five or 10 K's, they had Chip and Dale rest, uh, dressed up in the rescue ranger. Gear. This was before the movie, uh, years before the movie. And they'll, they'll do things like that, but a special occasion, you're not yeah. going to see, but he, you know, but even those are popular. Even those, right. are, I mean, we're just you're not talking. I don't know the. I'm just I don't know the Wombles or so some something just really random, some cartoon that got cancelled after one season. You've got no, not a lot of right. chance of seeing it. No, and we, I think we said this last week or the week before. Mm -hmm. You know, if if you've been holding out for that one title from 1985 that you just desperately wish was on the series at this point. Unfortunately, it I don't think it's going to happen. The, mm. Most of these series, they just don't have the uh, broad enough appeal to justify Disney bringing them on. And I wish that wasn't the case. We all have, you know, some series that mm. we are like the only person who even remembers it, which isn't actually true, but it feels like it. And we're going to have to get them through other means. 
yeah, it's it's just it's a shame, but let's just just keep an eye out, and we and obviously keep um, checking on the website because we're updating with the, the current situation of what's going on there. Let's do a couple of quick stories before we jump into some of the reviews. So we got some new trailers this week. We got Save Our Squad with David Beckham, which is coming on the 9th of November. Um, so we've got the new trailer. David Beckham goes around to a sports club and helps a load of kids. Um, seems nice, just not yeah. for me. <laughs> Yeah, and this kind of uh, comes on the tail of like Welcome to Wrexham, and yeah. And, but it, I mean, it's not the same level because we're not talking about a professional team; we're talking about a kids' team. Uh, it'll probably be kind of relatively feel good. These kids, uh, you know, finally getting a a break because it seems like the you know the facilities they have at the beginning are really rough and literally just like here's a patch of grass and here's some uh, things that you can use as nets. Good luck. And then by the end yeah. of it, it looks like they have actual facilities and things. But I do yeah. have to agree that this is very specifically targeted. And it, if it wasn't Beckham involved with it, I don't think anyone would even really be paying attention. Well, I mean, they, 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 there's probably quite a few different footballers they could slide into, the, into that right. position. Um, I mean, for me, it doesn't hold a lot of interest. I think also off the back of Welcome to Wrexham, which is such an interesting show of how they're doing it, um, it's appealing. And, you know, we're not... We're not soccer fans, but we're enjoying the story of what they're doing because they're doing it in a fun way, and there's a documentary to kind of go with it. Whereas Save Our Squad for me is just like, ah, uh, yeah, this isn't a show. If this was on any other platform, I wouldn't go near it with a barge pole. But obviously, right. we'll check it out. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just, we'll, be, just being honest, <laughs> yeah, we, we will check it out. It it is not something I would otherwise. But I also would not have necessarily tried out Welcome to Rexman. That's turned out really well. Yeah, really good. Um, I literally but, did like two episodes before we did this. <laughs> right. Well, again, the release schedule is really weird. Yeah. But um, I, I also would not underestimate the appeal of something like this. Beckham's name still draws people in and uh, soccer or football, depending on what you want to call it, is still massively popular, uh, you know, number one sport in the world kind of deal. It, it'll it find an yeah. audience. Um, yeah. And yes, you're right. It doesn't have to be Beckham. It could be like Rooney or, Ronaldo, you know, or Ronaldo, something like the Ronaldo. Like that, yeah. yeah. Um, but the point, point being, <laughs> I mean, I, unless we start moving into the, the women's because the Americans, uh, oh, I'd be even, I'd be even worse. Yeah, I literally yeah. only know like three, four footballers. Uh, but yeah, Ham, yeah, yeah, she did that. Um, Americans would tune in, but yeah, th there are others. Obviously, you guys can put into the comments footballers <laughs> who you would be willing to watch and, and educate us. I won't see him because I'm not on social media, no. but I'm sure Roger will love getting thousands yeah. of notifications. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, carry on. Um, we also got a trailer for the wonderful autumn of Mickey Mouse coming to Disney Plus on Mickey Mouse's birthday on the 18th. Um, so we've got the new trailer, looks fun, just kind of autumn. It feels a little bit late. I know it's Mickey Mouse's birthday, but it's kind of like to me, like the 18th of November. I'm like, we're like a week away from winter at that point. Um, it, yeah, it's the kind of autumn's pretty and I'm I'm surprised they went with autumn for the US name. I was surprised. I was like looking for it, and I automatically assumed that they would have re renamed it the Wonderful Fall of Mickey Mouse. But then I realized that might not sound good. Uh, <laughs> the Wonderful Fall of Mickey Mouse. <laughs> I mean, naming doesn't always go the way we want. I mean, that was something we didn't bring up last week with the uh, the Werewolf by Night. Some yeah. of the naming of the characters in that has resulted in some very interesting comic titles over the years. But um, yeah, autumn, fall. Well, I think it's more the wonderful fall. No, no, I get it. Yeah, that's probably not a good one. Yeah, it's probably not a good one. But so that one looks pretty good. Um, it's going to be fun. Um, I think that might be the last. That's the last of the seasonal ones. We don't know yet know if this is going to be carrying on with some more seasons and stuff because the style. I'm surprised they're not um, because, I mean, they're just literally about to put Runaway um, uh, Railway into Disneyland. So with the style of this kind of cartoon. So it is brand new. But. I don't know. Um, that one looks looks fun. Um, also, and I haven't really. I, um, we also had another brand new announcement this week uh, coming on December the 9th. We're getting um, Adina Mazel. We're going to be getting which which way to the stage. This is a documentary which follows her life um, as she's doing music and she's doing a concert at Madison Square Garden. I'm doing interviews and talking about the travel schedule. She's also talking about um, fertility and stuff. Um, yeah, sounds like it could be interesting. I mean, saw her at, at the um, D23 Expo. So it's like, yeah, it'd be nice to know a little bit more about her. Yeah, I've liked her, you know, the songs from Wicked and Frozen and stuff. So it should be a lot of fun. 
Yeah, uh, she's got quite the following now, especially thanks to Frozen, uh, not to undersell mm. Wicked, which was like her big rise to fame uh, musical. And I, I think there's quite a bit of, uh, there are quite a few people who will be interested in seeing this, mm. and I'm one of them. Yeah, so no, I, I'm looking forward to that one. So that one looks pretty good. Right, okay, so that is the news for the week. So before we go any further, just a quick bit of housekeeping. If you haven't already done so, um, consider becoming a YouTube channel member or a Patreon where you support the channel and where you can help towards paying for all of the bills and stuff that are required, you know, hosting, um, fees, all kinds of stuff that we need. So big thank you to Tim, Chuck, David, Mamoud, Raphael, Adam, Dana, Ricky, we've also got Dave, my VCR still works, Bina, Joshua, Dawn, Martin, and Sarah, thank you for your support on YouTube, while over on the um, Patreon, a big thank you to Babak, we've also got Paul, we've got uh, uh, Filton, we've got uh, Daniel, I'm just in here, I think I put the wrong one on, <laughs> um, there we go. Obviously. So we've got Daniel, we've got Elliot, we've got uh, Danny, we've got Aero, we've got Dana. A uh, big thank you to Connor, Caleb, Red Marsman, Cody, Nick. Um, we've also got um, Chris, Gavin, Jacob, um, but Lauren, Sarah, and Andrew. So thank you for all of your support for all of that one there. So let's jump into the reviews. Let's start off, let's just get the big one out of the way. Let's start off with She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, because it's been a few days. What did you think of this finale and the series as a whole? I quite enjoyed it. I, I, it was a very different ending than we've seen from Marvel and it came a little bit, uh, uh, as a surprise. I understand why it probably didn't click with everybody, but I, I did enjoy that ending quite a bit. I was laughing through most of it. I was, I was really laughing. I, I really enjoyed, it was that kind of thing of like, you know, it was like, this is a lot of fun. This is a lot of fun. Um, with, with it, I thought it was, Great. I mean, I was laughing during that whole like Kevin scene. Um, I thought as a whole, it was just I enjoyed it. I got to the end and went, wow, they really kind of went way off the rails there. Um, which the whole series has been a little bit like that. I think the whole going off the, the Kevin thing of like I really enjoyed it and I was laughing along, but I don't know if my dad or my mum know who that who that is. So that's where there's a little bit of an issue with it. Um, it was very different. It's definitely, I mean, this whole series has, but it's kind of so weird because the series also is completely aware of the fact that the that this was going to happen and everyone's replying to it in the same way. And, and, you, and the irony of it is so like, and like people are like, yeah, but you're doing exactly what they said in the show that you would do, and you're the villain. <laughs> it's like the show's telling you you're the villain, and it's like I mean, I I thought it was I really I was I was really hoping for that season two announcement at the end because I did watch it right. Um, but yeah, um, I really enjoyed. it. I didn't like the introduction of Scar. I would have liked that to have been done properly because I mean, remember with like, World War Hulk and what brought that in. I kind of feel like they fudged it by not doing it properly. But that was the best. If that's my one complaint, um, I've been a fun series. I didn't. There was a couple of filler episodes in the middle that I could have done without. But yeah, it was fun. It was a fun series, and I, I got to the end of it and was like, yeah, it was a fun show. It was different. I enjoyed it. I definitely feel like I enjoyed it more than Miss Marvel, because um, it's just it's a bit more fun. I like the the the, the, the fourth wall breaking. It felt a bit light hearted. Um. Some of it, yeah, some of it's like, yeah, you would do things differently. But if you were only do things differently because you'd want it to be a serious series, this wasn't a serious series. And I, I, I enjoyed it. I, I'm definitely, it's not my favorite series of all time, but I, but then I like Four Ragnarok or Four and Four Love and Thunder. I like the, right. I like the Marvel comedy thing, which a lot of, a lot of people don't, a lot of people did not like Love and Thunder, but I kind I, of like the comedy side of things. I'm kind of wondering about Love and Thunder in particular, if people, you know, they, that thing that we were talking about earlier, where it's becoming a little bit formulaic again, where Ragnarok really set like the current formula, which is a, you know, you can't really have serious events or the serious event has to be undercut by a, a joke or a one-liner or something like that. And people are, are kind of getting to the end of that. And so uh, Love and Thunder, you know, still has that same style and be like, ah, yeah, time for something new. Uh, well, She-Hulk is something new in that regard. Yeah, I think the whole thing of them just like literally just kind of going, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, this is too formulaic. We're going, you know, you could, re you, I mean, you could all see where the finale was going from a mile off. 
couldn't you? It was, it was like, oh, you know, I mean, other than the blood being, uh, you know, becoming, you know, going to the leader or something like that. But it was like they did that whole thing of breaking through the. I, it's like that kind of thing. Is that breaking the fourth wall? Kind of coming through the screen and then um, the stuff after it. I mean, there's one thing kind of turning to the camera and kind of going, um, you know, X Men. <laughs> <laughs> or, or making a joke about you know banging Mac Murdock kind of thing, <laughs> kind of thing of like that. I there's that kind of thing of like looking to the camera, just like a, a wink or a little bit, but then literally going into the writer's room and the. I mean, I thought the whole thing with Kevin was funny, but I can see why people did. I think it depends on on if you get the humor and you don't maybe take it so seriously, and I think that's the key. And part of it was also you know expectations too because. It, as the show rightly points out, you know, the um, a Tom or whatever his name is getting the super Hulk serum yeah. himself and turning into a bad and, and like, yeah, OK, that makes sense. Because I was like fully in with, yeah, th this is the ending they're going to give us because yeah. that is how Marvel things go. You know, the bad, the bad guy gets their powers from the good guy. And sure, let's just it's not great, but I'll roll with it. And then and then the show going, yeah, can we just like not do that? Can I just you know, let's have Abomination sign a waiver or, you know, a thing admitting his wrongdoing and just take the super serum away. And it was just like, all right, you know what? I, I'm i enjoying your take on this because uh, up to that point, I was like, yeah, okay, this is going to be the ending. It's going to be a big Hulk throwdown. And they just kind of pulled back from that. And I can, I can understand why a lot of people would be like, no, I wanted the big Hulk throwdown. I wanted Scar to jump in there and start beating people up. And uh, it's like, yeah, but that doesn't fit with this show. That this yeah. was not the tone of the show. Well, it it, it would have needed another half an hour to done all as well. Oh, it was yeah. kind of I don't I, like I said, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, a bit of light hearted stuff. I'm not gonna I mean, I generally feel like in some ways, um, it's got the MCU's got so serious. I mean, the whole thing with the Modiver, I mean, it's just you know, just a seven fun with it. So I I mean, if they're doing if they're bringing Deadpool in, she hope is fine. Um no, no, I enjoyed it. So it was a nice, fun series, just different. And sometimes difference is not always good, but this one was like, I enjoyed it. It was a bit of fun. And I and, think that's the key thing. And I think the one other thing which we alluded to earlier, though, is that if you are not, you know, in on the MCU, if you haven't, uh, it, you don't have to have been following it from the beginning. But if you haven't seen most of the movies, you haven't seen most of the shows, this ending definitely would be like, what is going on? Who is Kevin? Why is this happening it 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 is an ending that does kind of rely on you having kind of having the expectations going into it so if you're for whatever reason you're like i loved um orphan black and uh, i just want to watch it for the actress and you're coming into it and watching that this ending's not going to make any sense at all no it's I, it's, yeah but it's a, it's a catch 22 and that we, we enjoyed it so that that's mm -hmm. the difference okay we also had and all we had the kind of conclusion of chapter two where it was kind of like um, a heist. Really good. This was a really good episode. Um, it's been a bit slow and plodding, but this one was where it kind of this, it delivered where it was going. And I'm really enjoying this show. It's just much more serious. It's um, le more low risk, but also kind of, yeah. I, it, I mean, it was just really fun. It was a, well, not much fun. It wasn't really a fun episode. It was just, and it was just entertaining, and you were in it and, you know the characters and stuff and you know the team yeah it was i just really enjoyed it i thought it was great yeah it it's not that it's fun it feels that it has consequence if not to the larger universe then at least to the characters within it and there are consequences in this episode as we said not everyone made it out uh, we'll let you guys watch it if you haven't seen so not going to necessarily spoil who doesn't but you know from the beginning we're like not every single one of these characters is going to get out of here and and they don't, and it doesn't do it with a whole lot of fanfare in most cases either. Some, there are a couple of the characters who are just like there one minute and gone the next. And uh, yes, you get a, a shot of like, where, where, where is this person? And you're like, well, they, they didn't make it, and that's the yeah. the end of the story for that. And I've got to admit, the, they did try and pick off way too. They tried to pick off way too many credits because there was so many left. They left. I was like, guys, you needed a lot more people to get this stuff. <laughs> well, but that again also goes into one of the other themes of the show, which I really appreciate, which is the rebellion is completely unprepared at this yeah. point. And then they made that point in episode five where Andor just kind of looks in like, 
you guys have no idea what you're doing, do you? you? You have no idea how to get the transport out of there. You don't know what kind of forces you're getting. What's your plan? And there's like, yeah, we're going to steal it. That's the result. What's the yeah. plan? And they can't answer that. It's also because um, that kind of weird thing of like a, a heist movie where the heist didn't go perfectly most of the time. Most of the time, something seemed to be like going a bit wonky. I, yeah, it was it's just really enjoyable. And it's that kind of thing as well. Andor just being brutal. You know, he doesn't, he he is a mercenary and he's looking after himself. You know, he's not a hero. You know, he's just looking after him. And it's just, I just, and I saw that feeling like we're only halfway through. And this would have been Mandalorian or you know, maybe an extra episode, but we pretty much, that would have been it. And it's not it's not even halfway through. It's halfway through the first half because the second season is going to be the yeah the, the true second half. And uh, but yeah, it, it feels like the stakes are are there. We're still very low. The the empire is still very much just kind of a presence rather than the like oppressive thing. It yeah. it's much more in this episode than it was before because obviously they're raiding an imperial base. But there's no proper stormtroopers there. It, it's people in yeah. half armor. Yeah, but what I really liked was the concept of like the thing of like almost controlling the the pop, you know, the native population of kind of um, manipulating them and kind of saying, well, they're never coming up here again for this special. You know, if they're doing a, a and we're, we we've put things in the way to kind of reduce the amount. And it was like things like that were like, oh, that's quite that's sneaky. That's like sneaky, like you know, not just going in there and just blowing them up and killing them. It was like, no, we're we're actually manipulating. The people of the planet and yeah i just i just i i enjoyed that little aspect it was very well done because we are used to the empire just showing up we drop a whole bunch of stormtroopers on you do what we say and you get out of the way and this part they're just like yeah it's a little easier for us to just control the people subliminally we put things and they didn't even put like obstacles they're just like we put some ends on the path and that kind of shed people off of the trail and yeah and now it's only this small collection of people um and obviously, this story we'll see some other offshoots of that probably coming up in the next few arcs. But I, I have appreciated this much more realistic look at um, yeah at how the empire holds control. And also, again, going back to yet yeah, we're used to the rebellion being Luke Skywalker and Princess Leia and Han Solo, exceptionally competent people mm -hmm. who just mow through armies of stormtroopers. And now you've got these guys who are like. Yeah, what, what skills do you bring? Uh, I'm just, I'm just really mad. Yeah, and they're, just, you know, they're literally hiding, you know, hiding from just a handful of um, troops, kind of things. So I, I thought that was really good. Um, we also had another new film released this week. So Rosalind was released on Disney Plus around the world and on Hulu in the United States. Also, check out our channel and on the website. I did an interview with the composers of the film, um, Drum and Lace and Ian, um, this past week. So check that one out. But did you get a chance to watch Rosalind? What did you yep. think? I uh, not much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, honestly, this will be a, a movie that I will have forgotten about probably by the end of us recording this because I no longer need to keep it in my brain. It's not as bad as I was expecting it to be, but I mean, at its very best, it's mediocre. So. Yeah, very. It is kind of, to me. It was. It was just a a, a, a typical rom com. There wasn't anything in here that was amazingly brilliant. Um, there wasn't, but I, it was okay. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I'm glad I've seen it. Um, I, it was that kind of weird thing of, I preferred the first bit where Rosalind was just awful and being, um, when she's, it was really the point when she started turning it nice. That was when it got a little bit like predictable, but yeah, I, I'm, it was fun. I mean, um, yeah, it was definitely an interesting film. Um, I do feel like it. It's kind of a bit of a throwback to and um, to the the noughties. you know. So we we don't really get too many of them there, but this is a prime example of, of you know we don't get to see this kind of stuff as often now. Um, but it is a perfect streaming movie for the weekend. You know, if you're into your romantic comedies and stuff, um, but it's it's fine. It was it for what it was. It it was. I mean, it wasn't. It's not gonna. It's not gonna win any awards. But um, I did like. Um, was it Caitlin Den Denver? She was from um, the. Uh, dope sick i thought she was good in the role as kind of when she was snarky i liked her when she was yeah. snarky when she when started getting a bit bland at the end it was um a little bit less I, so but yeah 
I think this would have been better if they'd actually disentangled it from uh, Romeo and Juliet. Use the setup, Rosalind, jilted lover, who is this Juliet person who's coming and taking the person who is my boyfriend up to the beginning of Romeo and Juliet. She gets name dropped once in the play and then you never talk about her again. And then, but then having her do this kind of like forest gump weaving into the story and oh, she's actually hiding in the back of this scene and and I was yeah. just like, oh my god, this is actually, literally, not, uh, literally, yeah. it, this is actually terrible and not funny. And yeah, I would have much preferred if it had just been her and her suitor just kind of going, you know what? Actually, I'm over Romeo. This, yeah. this, my life is not over because I'm a 15 year old girl and going through my first breakup. And yes, it feels like the world is crashing, but it's not. And yeah. and. Tying it into Romeo and Juliet actually kind of diminished the story after that point. Um, also, and this kind of actually goes back to Wicked that we were talking about earlier as well. I really hate the let's fix the ending of stories where, oh, no, Romeo and Juliet aren't dead. We, we just had this misunderstanding and we're pretending they're dead so the parents and now they're yeah. often like... Uh, yeah, you're undercutting the entire point of Romeo and Juliet yeah. in the first place. And again, I love Wicked. But that ending where Alphaba yeah. is still alive, I'm kind of like, eh, no, yeah. not really. I think the only I, thing, yeah, the only thing for me that kind of was a bit weird was the accents because they were like they were all, all over, over the place. place. Yeah, yeah. yeah even, so that as was... a, even as a non-British speaker, it's kind of like, where are you guys it's like, from? It was just kind of like suddenly having this stoner pizza delivery guy turning up. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I, yeah. I was, <laughs> one, one final thought. Uh, kind of inverting what I just said. I did appreciate that after, at the very end, when Romeo and Juliet are literally sailing off into the sunset, they're just kind of sitting there going like, so what do you like? <laughs> I like food. I, I, yeah. Oh, well, I'm lactose intolerant. Oh, okay. Um, I, I did actually like that scene because that does fit with the Romeo and Juliet of like, do these two people actually know each other or are they just infatuated? Because that, that, that was genuinely funny. That was my favorite part. But of course, it is literally the post-credit sequence. Mm. Like that's I had to watch the entire movie to get the one scene that was funny. Yeah. So there we go. That's Rosalind. Um, also, let's now talk about Big Shot season two. So the entire season dropped on Wednesday. Did you get to watch all of it or just a couple episodes? Well, you know, I mean, I can't I can't binge for anything. So, <laughs> but for me, I got through four episodes, which is actually kind of bingey for me. Um, I enjoyed it I, at least so far. The first four episodes. Um, especially when you compare it to say mighty ducks or something like mm -hmm. that this is uh a much better series it's not perfect there are definitely things we can nitpick and the story gets a bit convenient points is like oh we brought back the assistant coach but now she's coaching the boys team who are conveniently at the high school I'm like okay yeah i i get it it's set up the the, the main story is now shifting to to these two but mm. you know it, okay Sure. Well, I, I mean, I, I was able to watch all of it because I, um, I did have access a week earlier. So I was a, but even then, I did like, I think I did three binges for the whole ten episodes. I did like three or four episodes. Then the next day, I did like four. So I actually, it was actually quite easy because they're a bit shorter episodes this time, right. only about half an hour. Um, like you said, convenience in some ways and some of the storylines, especially later on in the season, you'll kind of get to a point where it's like, yeah, you can see where everything's going a mile away um, and not necessarily everything. There's, there was noticeably a lot less, some of the characters from the first season, all the faculty staff are gone now. You know, the, the horrible English teacher um, with the <laughs> accent, um, she wasn't in there. The, the best, you know, the other coach wasn't in there. But you can cut. But this is where you start going right. This is where the COVID situation of, and you're seeing it in lots of movies and series right now, where the the cast is drastically cut. I had a friend message me going, "Why in the Mighty Ducks are like half the team missing?" I said, "Because they need less kids on the set, so they've cut them back. They bring in five new kids in. They need to kick five off because they don't want them all hanging around." Um, so there's a few new things. They bring bring in a few new characters along the way. The new the new girl kind of is a little bit like a new version of Coach Corn, and you know with the aggressiveness and the, obviously you know she tones it down by uh, within a few episodes. The whole thing of bringing the boys into the school was a little bit like 
You don't think there might have been a few little technical issues and like money issues and some other stuff that would have, you know, suddenly like, well, if you're going to merge the schools together, you would have put, kept the kids in different classes. You wouldn't have merged them all into one on day, on just with a day's notice. Um, <laughs> I'm just like, if you're going to an all, if you're sending your kid to a high end prep girl school, you don't, you're still going to try and keep them away from boys as much as possible. <laughs> yeah. It, like I said, it, it's clearly a writer's convenience thing. And the, and, the writers understood that. I'm not saying that the writers were just like, yes, people won't notice the obvious things. They're just kind of like, you know what? This is the setup. Let us, we're just going to do the setup real fast and then we'll get to the stories that we want to tell. Yeah. And, and, and that's it, which yeah. I mean, I'm not 100% with, but I understand it. They don't want to spend a whole yeah. lot of time with the technical things. There's actually um, quite, quite a few so. stories that actually drop through the whole 10 season, uh, 10 episodes. Um, and they're all very quickly covered over. I mean, the girl gets anxiety and she's kind of leading the class and teaching everyone else about anxiety within like two episodes. Right. Um, you know, it's like the speed that they go through stuff. And on one hand, you kind of look at this going, oh, it's a little bit more grown up. You know, it feels more grown up. It kind of deals, you know, you could see this being on a Saturday after Saturday evening. And then sometimes it kind of pulls it back at, oh, you've gone a little bit back to being a kid. It's like, you know, and then it's like, oh no, we're going back into the adult storylines, and uh, you know, this is a story about, you know, death, and then we're going to do another. And it's like, you know, finding your parents. Nothing ever really kind of gets beyond like one episode before it's kind of resolved and moved on. And it's, it's a little bit of like, oh, it's not quite gritty enough for because my wife said she said it's still a little bit kiddie, but it's not yeah. kiddie. It's it's a bit. It's, it's got a different audience, and I, I'm definitely, I definitely prefer it over Mighty Ducks. I haven't even watched this week's episode because I just, it's, yeah, I've been watching other stuff. But yeah, this one, I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, the fact I, I, I'm really hoping we get this third season. Getting to the end of it, I feel like it's might have set it up that it can do, but they could also not do it, and it would be fine. The fact they it's, dropped the whole lot at once with what I mean, they did release like two posters now and like two trailers. It's like, this is kind of, I think this is at the end of it. It does feel like the writing is on the wall for it, at least from what I've seen in season two so far. I wouldn't mind it continuing, but as long as episode 10 ends in a fairly satisfactory point, I'll be okay with season two being the end. Uh, but I would definitely prefer them continue this over Mighty Ducks. I did see this week's episode. And it, it's on the same trajectory as the other episodes. So, you know, nothing. nothing yeah, I, I think because there's been so much stuff and I've been watching other things on Disney Plus of just like, like Mighty Ducks is so low on my scale. I'm I'm kind of disappointed in some way, like with like with Big Shot, I've gone like, okay, I watched a whole lot of the weekend and that's it. I'm done. I'm like, okay. You know, where the weekly release was like, I would have had like two months or a month or a couple of months of, of the of the characters, and this was like bing bada boom and off you go. <laughs> and they were just like, oh, and that might yeah. might be the end of this one because he's I'm, I'm going to be starring in a new like Jennifer, Jennifer uh, Simpson autobiography series for free free or something for Amazon Freevee. Like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. it's, it's like well, once you start going off to other shows, you start going, oh yeah, yeah, the the. Well, I think that's less the case than it used to be, but it's certainly an indicator that they're ready to move on to different projects. But uh, given that most shows, especially with the shorter um, season length, yeah. you know, you're only working on a show, particularly as the actor, for a handful of months now, and you know, you've got an entire year to fill up with stuff if you want to. And mm. uh, so, conceivably, a lot of these actors, especially the bigger name actors, and yeah, Stamos is still one of the bigger name actors uh, in the TV sphere. They can do multiple shows. Mm. It's not like uh, Agents like of Shield. Yeah. Agents of Shield, 24 episodes a year. You're basically filming that for an entire year. You don't have time yeah. to do other projects. But if you're doing a 10 episode, half hour series, that's yeah. three months, maybe another. Uh, you got to do a callback to do some additional pickups later. Mm. That's That's only a quarter of the year. Yeah, I mean, it's like you kind of think with Big Shot. I mean, the two seasons together wouldn't even make one traditional old series mm -hmm. um, with the amount of episodes. It's like I, said, I really enjoyed it. I really want everyone to check out Big Shot. Give it a go. You know, season one and two are fully there for people to binge. I think it's, I think it's, I one of the best of the Disney. It's the best of the Disney drama stuff. Really, I'm thinking. I'm just trying to keep it. I mean, it's not a. It's, the trouble is, it's not a great list, is it? Really, when you kind of look at it, of like. Um, Diary of a Future President and Turner and Hooch. Um, I was thinking like uh, Mysterious Benedict Society is the only one that really comes yeah. to mind. 
I like that's and that feels so different in terms of but Big Shot is you know again a series about a basketball coach is not something I would have thought I would have liked but I really enjoyed it really enjoyed the second season it is a bit um yeah it can go go a bit it's not it's not the most amazing show of all time but it's fun. it's it's heartwarming you know and you kind of get that feeling with it one thing that I do appreciate about the show for the most part is that a lot of the characters just talk out their problems. I know you were talking about how like the problem only exists for a single episode and then you kind of move on. But the, the other side to that is, you know, uh, I think it's episode two or three. Um, you know, we find out that his daughter has been playing basketball. Not that big a surprise. Mm -hmm. The daughter of yeah. one of the biggest basketball coaches in the country is probably going to play basketball. But then them, him just not understanding why she doesn't want to play anymore and recognizing how terrible he was a coach but then they talk about it and he kind of comes around and of course with the perspective that she provides he watches the tape and he's like oh wait yeah i was a complete ass to her i was yeah. treating her like a you know one of my college boys when she was eight and and you get that moment where it's like yeah he's an adult and he recognized that he was not a great basketball coach to his daughter they, and yeah and, and, that, it's, and they actually handle that story because it go, when it goes on a little bit later on they actually handle it quite interestingly i'm um, not in a way you make think but also just in general his characters are much more toned down mm -hmm. he's much more he is you know he has the odd little blip and stuff but it's, he's much more you know he's, he's in some ways happier you know he's more happier with where he is but yeah really good series um so before else, what else have you been watching this past week on disney plus Hulu? And on, I've been watching Welcome to Wrexham. We'll talk about that next week because I believe yeah. the final episode is next week. Yes. Yeah, I've got like I think I've got like two or three more episodes to go. I I've done a binge of like five episodes this week, so I'm 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 catching up quite nicely. So that again, that's got the weird release schedule. You yeah. know, and next week I think is only one episode. No, it's I'm, done. It's done now. Oh, it's that's, done now. Yeah, the final yeah. episode has. I I couldn't even tell because I'm like you're on episode like seventeen. What? How yeah. many? A a anyway. Eighteen. 18, 18 is the final 18 tells. So I've seen the whole series, but we'll talk about that another time. Um, I also watched Reservation Dogs that completed uh, oh, a couple yeah. weeks ago. Uh, it's been confirmed for a season three. Uh, went in a, in a very different direction than season one. It basically became like a slice of life on Indian Reservation, uh, which actually worked really well, I thought. Uh, I, need, I need to get back into that show. I've not really, it's, I kind of drifted off halfway through season one understandably uh, i think part of it depends on you know your connection to it but uh that and uh there was one other one it was an fx show but now i can't remember which one it well is i i finished off the bit the, the bear i finished off the mm. entire season of the bear that is a, a fantastic show um one of the as a former cafe owner that used to make sandwiches <laughs> so i mean yeah he's a little he's a little bit level but there were so many things in there which i thought they got so dealing with the health inspector dealing with the effect of what happens when all the power goes out you've got to rush to get stuff fixed um yeah there was the ending i wasn't so keen on with how they found the money um but the the issues with the staff and you know it was just a really good show i can see why so many people liked it and i'm definitely in that camp of going yeah, this was this was a really good show. So if you haven't watched The Bear, give that one a go. Um, I'm on. I just finished episode two of The Old Man. I'm a little bit behind on the on the. I'm about I think about a week or two behind here in the UK. They're advertising this one heavily here in the UK. Mm -hmm. It's on television and on the radio um, that they're advertising The Old Man. This is a shame they didn't get it out in the summer. It's it's just really strange of how they did. But I'm really enjoying that series. That's that's quite gritty and dark as well. Uh, the only thing about that one was like, I didn't even, it was another show I didn't even realize finished. Mm. Uh, seven got, episodes, that one. Yeah, it's seven episodes. And I, I watched episode seven and was like, cool, uh, I'll watch episode eight next week. And like, oh, wait, no, the series, the season one's done. I'm like, what? The, yeah. the, I didn't even feel like any, like seven had an ending. It was, it, it I won't spoil yeah. things for people, but it felt like a very unsatisfying end to season one mostly because i didn't even realize it was done yeah but it's, i mean that's a it's a pretty brutal show as well but um it like is. i said only two episodes in really enjoying it this one might be a bit of a slow burn for me of like um uh it's going to be a probably a weekly watch but it's it's hard to binge because it's that little bit like i mean we're getting them weekly i don't even know how what episode we're up to at the minute um the old man is we've only got episode four at the minute 
so I'm at least too behind. I still haven't caught up on the on the Walking Dead. I need to do that. I might do that um tomorrow because I've got some free time. Um, yeah, as well. It's I'm just trying to think. We, me and my wife watched um the Kardashians as well this past week. Um, enjoying it was kind of quite funny with that one of trying to explain who Martha Stewart was to my wife because <laughs> we saw her big big poster in Las Vegas the other week, and because she's got a restaurant there, and then like my wife's going, "Who is she?" And I'm like, and then I have to Google. <laughs> Just like who is it, and just yeah, so that, that was a good show. The Demilio show as well. I'm continuing to watch that one. Um, just if you I think with the whole social media thing, I find that one quite interesting because it's kind of like a, a in some ways, like I, especially with the Kardashians, you tend to look at that one and go, This is them like 20 years, you know, what they would be like if they were breaking in now, of you know, being that much young with more social media. I'm trying to look at what else I've been watching. Oh, started, we watched the first episode of Candy last night because that dropped on Wednesday this past week. We got the whole season at once. So watched the first episode. That was a bit dark and creepy. I know that came out in the summer in the US on Hulu, but um, yeah, that was a bit of a creepy series. I think I missed that completely. I, I don't even know what that's out. I'm, I'm picturing like Candyman, but I uh, no, know it's like it. it's Jessica Biel, and it's like set in like um, 1983. I only know that because uh, 80 when uh, Empire Strikes Back came out. Um, hmm. And yeah, I'm just trying to think what else. Yeah, so we we watched an episode of that last night. I didn't get around to watching um, Grim Grin Cutty because I didn't really fancy that one. Um, but yeah, so it's 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 just nice nice little selection of stuff. I mean, we've got like I think. Next week we have. I'm not trying to think what we've got next week. We've got um, Andor because there's quite a few shows left next week. Which yeah, is kind of interesting. She Hulk's done. Um, obviously, Rosalind was a movie, so we're not going to do that. Welcome to Rexham is done. Maybe we'll talk about that if you watch the final episode, so we can do like a week yeah. Um, um, there's a, a movie that I can talk about next week, um, Matriarch, which is coming to Disney Plus on Friday and onto Hulu. So we'll be talking about. I'll be talking about that one. I'm just looking here what we got next week, and it is there's a double episode of Dancing with the Stars. Oh, Bear in the Big Blue House. We could talk about that. <laughs> no. Um, Okay, so we have got next week's big Disney Plus original is In the Soup Friendcation, which is the South Korean uh, one. I'll, I'll, I'll be What's watching that called again? In the Soup. Or Soup, Soup, Soup. And there's no U in it. It's, it's In the Soup um, this... Friendcation. Okay. I, 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 have, a, I have no idea. What it's basically got some a number of Korean um, very popular like boy band and musicians kind of, they get together and just hang out and stuff. I think it is subtitled now, so... Um, there's gonna be a, it's gonna be a big hit. It's gonna be a is big it, one on Disney. Is it a uh, reality show or is it a scripted show? Yeah, kind of a reality. It's like a reality one. They all get put in like a house for a, a week or two. I don't know. Um, okay, so, so it is it is the boy band members actually as themselves. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I know nothing about K-pop, but. Yeah. I, I recognize that they are massively popular. So yes, uh, unironically, this will be exceptionally popular. I'm yeah, sure. they go on a four-day friendcation um, and witness their time together as their true selves. Um, yeah, my dog's having a full-on snorting snoring. I can't, can't hear him. No, um, but yeah, so that one, so that one's going to be a big one. Um, but yeah, so lots lots of great stuff um, coming up. Well, that, uh, yeah, that actually reminded me. So not K-pop, but the other show that I watched this week was um, Spy Family over on Hulu. I watched the first three episodes of that uh, yeah. from season one, and season one ended like months and months ago. Um, but like every anime fan that I know has been like, you have to watch this show, Spy mm -hmm. Family. Uh, there's an X in the title, but I yeah. don't think you're supposed to pronounce it. And I I am always like super cautious with anime because I've I've ended up watching things where like this is. Nope, this is way beyond anything. But watching Spy Family, I watched the first three episodes in one sitting. I was just like, okay, this is actually really, yeah. really good. Did you? The, have, yeah, I was going to say, did you happen to watch Bleach, the new Bleach that dropped on Hulu? On I did not. It, it's funny though. I watched like a few episodes of Bleach way back when yeah. the first series was coming back in the early two thousands. Wasn't my thing, but then it, it started trending again, and, and people were talking. And I was like, why are people talking about it? Yeah, there is a new Bleach show on Hulu. Having said, I only watched like three episodes and I wasn't hugely enamored with it back in the day. I Yeah, I'm not. I yeah, because the problem is they launched it on Disney Plus here in the UK, Canada, and Australia. And it was a simulcast. So it was launched at like half past eight Hulu time. And then on 
a dated like in here in the UK at like four o'clock in the afternoon. People were massively confused because Disney just kind of there was a random tweet from the company that make it saying Disney Plus internationally and Hulu, but it was like most of Europe didn't get it, most of Latin America didn't get it, and so it was a little bit messy in terms of the release. Um, so hopefully this week things calm down a little bit. Now we know where it is, but if you go onto Disney social media right now. And you look at the comments, it is just West Bleach, West Bleach, West Bleach, West Bleach. Which really is just like everyone was, and it's like, yeah, it was a real messy launch because of just communication. No communication about this show at all. I think, I, I don't remember what the title is, but I think Disney, at least in the States, is sitting on another anime, one that's even completed already. I, I don't remember what it's called, but I know that that alongside this where's bleach talk there was this where's this other show that people are looking forward to so apparently disney is not doing great with their anime releases which is too bad because it is still a very popular I'd, medium. I'd say their global releases as a whole this is the problem with their global yes. releases if it's not a disney plus original they don't seem to be able to get it right it just it's the, the team i don't know i know what's going on but nevertheless anyway. so that is this week's show we'll be back to um next week with another podcast episode obviously you can check out our live Q&A here on YouTube on Sunday night, and we'll have the news videos going up right through the week with all the news updates. So then that goes. Thank you very much. See you guys soon. Later. Later. Thank you very much for watching this video. Make sure you go check us out over at whatsondisneyplus.com. Like, follow, and subscribe. Also, a huge thank you to all of our supporters over on Patreon and also on our YouTube channel memberships. And I'll just see you guys in another video. Laters.